Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, you guys. This is Haley, associate producer at the Webby Awards. Going into this new year, do you have any project goals or cool work you've accomplished that you would love to show off, such as creative online games, unique websites, that really nice TikTok account, or that Substack newsletter you cannot stop reading? At a time like this, it's so easy to think what you would look like in Web 3.0. So I'm sure you or a friend are great at making work on today's internet. If so, I'm here to tell you that there is still a bit more time to enter your work into the 26th Annual Webby Awards, where it'll be seen from the most talented people on the internet. The extended entry deadline is Friday, February 11th. This year, we have a ton of new ways to honor your work this year, including new categories for email newsletters, podcast, social, and even installation experience. Visit webbyawards.com to learn more. From the Webby Awards, I'm David Michelle Davies. This is the Webby Podcast. The future should be hugs. <laughs> Treat people kindly. Start now. Unbelievably grateful. Click with compassion. LGBTQ. Nice. Hey there, and welcome back to the Webby Podcast. Today we're diving into a topic that impacts us all, but especially younger people. And if you're a parent, you'll definitely want to listen. If you use the internet and social media often, you know that it can sometimes be a very challenging place. This is especially true for teenagers who are still discovering themselves, navigating peer relationships, and often dealing with mental health struggles that go unnoticed. Couple that with social platforms that are sometimes known to be toxic, and you have not only big challenges for young people, but one for society as a whole. My next guest believes that creating kind environments is essential to supporting young people's mental health. She and her team are doing this online and in person. Cynthia Germanata is the president of the Born This Way Foundation, which she started with her daughter, Lady Gaga. Through their initiative, they are providing tools to support the mental health of young people. We're so happy to have them as a foundational partner for the Anthem Awards, our new initiative honoring social impact from people, organizations, and companies around the world. And if you want to learn more about it, we'll include links in our show notes. Cynthia and I covered a lot during our chat about their Kind 21 annual campaign to make kindness a habit, and launching Channel Kindness, an online platform that lets students report acts of kindness they see out in the world and other important topics to them. We started the conversation by talking about the personal story that inspired Cynthia and Lady Gaga to start the foundation. So I would say it was in middle school where this all started happening and people talk a lot about bullying these days and that she was the target for that. She was, I like to say that she was very unique and that wasn't always appreciated by her peers. And the mistreatment is something that affected her very, very deeply. 
And that's not actually not uncommon for other young people. Um, she developed depression and anxiety in, in middle school, I would say around the age, somewhere between 12 and 14. And we know from our research, 50% uh, of mental health issues develop in young people by the age of 14. So she kind of fell within that pocket, you know, mm. of, of when it would happen. And it's something that stayed with her. You know, it followed her through college. It follows her to this day. And she really envisioned um, a world where young people were better equipped to deal with their struggles than she was. And that was the genesis of the foundation. And it, and it happened when she started touring and she would share her story with other young people and it resonated with them and they were inspired by her. I like to say it was already a movement before it became a foundation because it was from her bravery of, sh of sharing her own story and it resonating with other young people. I used to feel that young people would come to her concerts as, as much to hear the message as they did the music because they would leave feeling empowered, you know, and, and inspired. Yeah. And uh, that's when it all began. You know, my daughter one day just, she looked at me and said, mom, there's so many young people struggling and we need to formalize this. And she said, I'd like to create a foundation that empowers and inspires young people to build a kinder and a braver world. And uh, that's what we do every single day at the foundation. And the core of that is kindness. And it's also the mental health of young people, which we have come to learn are, are very much linked. Uh, so every day we work very hard on three lofty goals. Uh, one is to um, validate the emotions of young people around the world, make kindness cool, and eliminate the stigma around mental health. Well, let's talk about the first one you mentioned there, um, validating the emotions of young people. And and so that's really giving, uh, it's, it's not giving a voice, but it's it's listening to what's being said and, and giving them a space to say it. Is that a right way of, of thinking about that? That's exactly it. You know, I will say it was important to my daughter that our work be informed by the voice of young people, you know, that they're, uh, that it be grassroots, that it feel like it's led by young people. And I like to say they keep our work real and relevant. And so it's, it's that simple. I mean, everything that we do is either informed through research that's conducted with young people, you know, with them in mind, it's developed for them, or they're sitting at the table with us. Uh, we have a very strong group of youth advisors uh, that come from every continent except Antarctica. And that is how we validate. We work to remove the barriers that really prevent them from getting the support they need. And there are a lot, you know, there, there's stigma, there's cost, there's access, there's so many barriers. Um, the greatest one is actually young people don't know where to go for support. And that's where we come in is, is directing them and connecting them to really accessible tools and resources to support them, their mental health and also that of their peers. What happens when, when young people's feelings aren't validated? Look, when they're not validated, and I will say that this happened to me as a mom because I, I did listen to my daughter, but I, I wasn't validating her feelings, meaning you know, I grew up in a different time where we were just kind of taught to suck it up and get on with it. It was a time of true grit and 
I refer to this as intergenerational differences. So I didn't, I didn't really understand what those feelings were all about. So because I, I feel because I didn't validate them and because I didn't really understand them that well, I didn't get my daughter the help that she needed early enough. Mm. Um, and that's not uncommon. Uh, a mental health issue or a crisis in a, in a young person can go 10 years undiagnosed. So, I mean, that's one of the dangers of not validating a young person's emotions is that they can suffer mm. much longer than they need to and get into even a deeper hole, you know, and find it very difficult to get out of that. It's such an important point you make, though, because I think as parents, you also you you want to tell them, no, everything's going to be OK. You know, so it's it's not necessarily that you're coming from a place of like, I don't believe you. It's it's that you want to tell them why it's not going to be like that or why it shouldn't be like that or why it could be better as opposed to hearing why it's not better for them or why it's not good for them. You know, so it's it's a very natural kind of instinct. And I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure younger parents are probably better at it than. Yeah, but that that's, you know, another really important uh, part of our work is being positive and and aspirational with young people. You know, if you look at mm. the future of what it could look like for young people, we work with them every day. Um, we know they're an aspirational generation and they want to do good and they want to help themselves and they also want to help their peers. And that's why our work is preventive in nature. And my daughter talks a lot about let's build a generation and let's equip one now that can can handle these issues and have the right resources to support themselves moving forward rather than get so far down the line that it's it's you know it, it's a huge crisis for them interesting you talked a little bit at the at the beginning there about how important data is to the work you do and that, that that's really a core part of the foundation's like value system right that it's it's very data oriented we decided from the outset that we wanted to be um, an evidence-based and research-backed organization. And we've done that for, well, it'll be our 10th anniversary coming up uh, in 2022. I can't believe it. It's, it's gone so fast. Uh, yeah, but everything we do is, is backed by research, and we've conducted a great deal of research over the years. We know that young people that live in kind communities are generally mentally healthier, and we just continue to conduct this research, you know, every day so we can develop the kind of programs and tools that they need to to help them thrive. What is is um, is there any research you've done recently that you think, you know, is particularly surprising or interesting around youth and mental health that people might not necessarily be aware of? Yeah, absolutely. The most recent one that we did, and this was kind of born out of the pandemic, and we wanted to look at how young people were feeling and reacting and receiving kindness in particular during the pandemic. And so we partnered with the Harris Poll uh, to conduct research called Kindness is Action. We learned a great deal from young people in particular that despite the crises that they're, they're still grappling with, uh, they're optimistic about the future. They view kindness as the way forward and they're committed to actually taking action to, to support themselves and each other. Uh, so we've increased our peer-to-peer, -peer, you know, support uh, from an educational perspective, you know, to help mm. young people. And kindness, 
kindness, making kindness cool and really supporting kindness in a kind environment, one, as you were saying earlier, is one of your key pillars. Yes. And the research that you you were just discussing sort of really backs up how important that is. You know, what are the, some of the things that can be done to, to support, you know, support a more a kinder environment for young people and to support them learning how to be kind, I guess. I think the biggest thing that we can all do is creating kind communities for young people. Uh, from one of our prior research studies uh, called Kindness in Communities, we learned that young people who define their environments as kind generally have higher mental health indicator scores. So, you know, mm. anything that we can do, whether that's schools, uh, homes, even the workplace for young people, to make it a more kind environment can really be life-changing for young people. We learned that in schools, it can be as simple as teachers saying hello to young people by, by their name or just saying hello to them and acknowledging them uh, every morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, because like a kind environment is such a, it's it's like a very broad idea and it it's something I think we can all sort of think we understand, but at the end of the day, trying to create that is a exercise in getting, doing a lot of behavior change for people, right? It, it absolutely is. I guess I would say, which is why we have campaigns to help do that. Uh, one in particular is called Be Kind 21, and it actually started in schools. Our executive director, Maya Anista Smith, her son actually was interested in kind of bringing kindness into the schools going back to school in the fall, and this was four, four years ago now. And we created a campaign called Hashtag Be Kind 21, where for 21 days, students were encouraged to do acts of kindness. And the, the idea kind of based on if, if, you know, research saying that if you do something for 21 days, it can become, become a habit. We call it working on, mm. working on your kindness muscle. And, you know, after those 21 days, it's a lot more integrated into the environment, you know, for young people. And that campaign has grown from, you know, being in one one grade school, you know, four years ago uh, to now being, yeah, it's the largest annual campaign that we have. It has grown not just from schools, but to uh, partners like Oreo, Deloitte, uh, Conagra, Black Girls Vote, entire school districts like the Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, Omaha, the entire school districts, entire cities have pledged. You know, to your point, uh, in some ways you, you do have to learn it. If you do it every day, it becomes integrated into, into your life and also into uh, communities. Yeah. What are the kind of things that parents can model around kindness that you think are simple that maybe they're not doing? I mean, just the the hello with the first name thing is such an interesting thing because it seems so it seems very obvious and it's not hard. But yet I'm sure there's, you know, millions and millions of kids who their teachers are or their parents aren't saying hello doing that. So yeah. what are the kind of things parents should be modeling? I think as parents, if, if we just model it in our own lives, you know, and demonstrate kindness, not only to um to our children, but to others. And, you know, kindness, we know that young people define kindness as something that's actionable. It's more than just being nice. So if, if we model that in our own lifestyles, whether that's saying hello to a neighbor, buying coffee for somebody, uh, reminding somebody that they matter, even using, introducing yourself with your pronouns to a new classmate, we have learned, um, is so, so very meaningful to them. We actually worked with one young woman who decided 
to not harm herself for 21 days. And we've kept in touch with her over the last three to four years. She's doing really great. Um, but we were just so inspired because she chose that those 21 days to actually be kind to herself. So Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's not always being kind to other people's, it's it's to yourself as well. And we know that more and more young people are actually turning inwardly and to each other for kindness and, and for support. I mean, the kindness is is in action is such an important uh, part of that, right? That's just such a key thing to underline there. That it's not just about being nice; it's about action. Um, you've all you've all created a platform called Channel Kindness, um, which is all about all about those actions. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, Channel Kindness is um, is a digital storytelling platform. And storytelling is is behind the whole genesis of the foundation. You know, when um, I began touring the world with my daughter and we spoke to young people all along the way, we would hear stories constantly that were similar to hers. And we actually, we started curating them because they were so powerful. And we've, we've always recognized how powerful storytelling is because it would it would help empower others. It would help young people realize that they're not alone and that they could be brave and go get resources and get support and 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 get themselves on a better path. So uh, we started channelkindness.org uh, that we often call the kindness corner on the internet now. And we started it in 2017 to really further amplify all of these stories that we had and the perspectives of young people from that were really kind and brave and resilient and sharing stories from around the world. And we actually work with each storyteller to ensure that um, the story contains examples and opportunities for the audience to take action. So we, um, I call it adult scaffolding. You know, we, we work together with them to mm. make this happen. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a very, very unique set of, uh, of stories. And we looked at this body of stories one day and it was so powerful and inspirational. We realized that we, we just wanted to share it with the world and it was important to share it with the world. And that's when it became a book. So about a year ago, we actually uh, launched our first book, Channel Kindness, Stories of Kindness and Community, uh, which became an, a New York Times bestseller. And, you know, I'm saying that not, of course, I'm proud of the foundation, but I'm proud of the young authors that are part of that book. There's 51 brilliant stories in that. Um, and since its publication, it's reached people all over the world. And 
we've had it translated into Russian, German, Spanish, Italian. Can you give us some examples or what type of stories are shared there for people who haven't had a chance to visit? There's uh, a young woman named Ash Lopez who wrote a piece entitled From Chaos to Caring. And she tells the story of her friend Ruby, who's a former foster child and also, uh, and actually now a social worker, um, whose team at her organization, Humanistic Technologies, developed an app to protect children and youth from abuse. Mm. So, you know, this is how you can take, you know, a difficult situation in your own life and, and really turn it around and become empowered and, and create sustainable change. Um, there's also another incredible brother-sister team, Hannah and Charlie Lucas. And Hannah was struggling with some health issues and her brother, Charlie, developed an app for her that's called Not Okay. And it, it allows you to choose five people like in your network and reach out to them very quickly and digitally that, hey, I'm not okay and I mm. need help and, and they're there for you. And um, I think maybe one other that I'd love to share is from a, a dear friend and partner, Ali Borowski, who is a four-time suicide attempt survivor. And this is very near and dear to our hearts because of the tremendous uh, amount of suicide that we're seeing a, a young, monk, young people and others you know, globally um, around the world. And Ali created uh, an organization called Find Your Anchor. And the concept of an anchor is what keeps you here every day day by day, minute to minute, and that can change all the time. It can be, you know, anything from uh, 10 seconds of breathing, you know, a hug, uh, a person, working out, you know, anything in your life that keeps you here day to day uh, and moment to moment. And and uh, that's we're so proud of Allie and the great work. And that led recently to a pledge that we collaborated on called Please Stay hashtag please stay us. And it's, it's simply that it's asking young people or anyone to take a pledge to stay here and let's all be in this together and support one another. Well, I mean, I think what's so powerful about it, just from my personal opinion, it was just what you're describing and what your mission is, is that it's really, it's all, it's all action and it's all action they are coming from young people. And so, you know, you all are doing incredible work, but you're, you're really enabling you know, and, and supporting and inspiring all these young people to do and take action to be kind. And, um, you know, I, it's, I think it'd be hard pressed, you know, anybody to go to go to the site and, or read the book and not, you know, not have some, some tears come, come. So, uh, it's, it's a pretty inspiring and I hope, I hope our listeners will listen, will check it out. Um, another thing you're all working on is just overall giving teens and young people coping strategies, right. For how to turn to people, how to turn to friends, when to know they need help? Yes, um, absolutely. And um, I mean, I, let me let me speak a little bit about the pandemic because even before the pandemic, young people, especially members of marginalized communities, were facing really significant challenges. You know, long before the pandemic, and they were only exacerbated during the pandemic. And we we coupled that with our research to better understand what that meant and what young people needed. And one thing we, we learned that they needed is during a crisis, particularly a mental health crisis, young people prefer to talk to a peer, um, but a peer is, is only so equipped to really have a conversation with them. 
So this whole area of peer-to-peer support and peer-to-peer education is something that we're leaning into um, very, very heavily and in response to um, to that and to that particular need, we have partnered with uh, an organization in Canada, Jack.org, to create BeThere.org, which is a, um, a digital platform where you can learn about peer-to-peer support, how to have conversations, how to validate emotions, ask the right questions, and ultimately get that the person in crisis connected with someone. So we're, we're very, very excited about, about this and bringing it to market in even a bigger way um, because we know that young people, they want to be there for each other. They want to support each other, but they don't have the tools. That must be good for the mental health of the people who are being there for somebody else too, right? Like learning how to have those conversations, even if they are okay. Well, it absolutely is. It, it also, you know, it empowers, it empowers you to feel good about doing that and gives you a skill that, you know, a skill to potentially save somebody's life. You had some, you were going to have another example though, of some of the initiatives you're working on around um, helping young people, you know, know where to turn and, and have access to, to mental health. So the other uh, was through talks that we host, um, Born This Way Foundation, BTWF Talks. And we've hosted a number of these, um, you know, on the internet, on our platform. And it's been really incredibly eye-opening and enlightening to have conversations with young people about their mental health across various types of communities, whether that LGBTQ, the African-American, um, community, Latino community. Uh, we were very specific in, in hosting these conversations because mental health and what it means and the approaches to addressing it are different in various cultures and in different communities. So mm. we made it a point um, to meet these young people online, you know, where they are and host a series of conversations with them. And I mean, there and even you know I, even now today there's there's a there's a lots and lots of stigma associated with even talking about mental health right I mean I think that you know in a certain group here in the United States it's you know it's it's there isn't but that's not really actually common. I think we're pleased to see it's becoming more common and unfortunately yeah. it took a pandemic you know I think to surface all the mental health issues that that, that were already there but then became exacerbated by the pandemic because young people, their lives were changed, you know, their routines were changed, they became isolated, um, and mental health issues, you know, were on the rise. So sort of switching gears here, uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, just overall young people and mental health and the internet. And, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be candid with you for the first, let's just say, the Webby Awards have been around for, this will be its 26th year, maybe I'll get this not exactly right, but for the first, you know, call it 19 or 20 years, you know, it was, it was generally like a lot of amazing things that a lot of amazing people were doing that we got to recognize and we still get to do that. And it's, we're very excited about it. We're so passionate about all the opportunities of the internet, but you know, in the last several years, um, you know, some of the darker, the smaller, darker parts have gotten bigger, let's just say. And, the overall impact on some parts of the internet on young people, especially has been pretty negative. Um, and so, uh, you know, I wanted to hear, how do you think about the internet and what I'm, 
inspired to see is how you all are using it to sort of combat those darker parts getting bigger. But would just love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, what is the state of, of the internet with young people? And are we, are we sort of turning a corner into a, a positive place or is it, is it getting more and more difficult? That's a, a really challenging question. It's a big question. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really big question. And I know that we're all wrestling that, with that. And I think it's also all of our responsibilities to, to try to address that. Um, you know, we're inspired because despite, you know, a lot of negativity that remains out there, we're also inspired with the ways that young people are using the internet for good. You know, some of the apps that I just mentioned, for example, um, there are also certain communities that are finding, they're finding comfort in organizations on the internet, the LGBTQ community, for example. Um, that's, where, that's where a lot of young people congregate uh, to collaborate, to be together, to support one another. So we're actually seeing a lot of positive developments as, as well for good. And those are the kind of stories that we're trying to raise. Um, you know, we know that and we often talk about how young people are de depicted in negative ways in terms of their use of the Internet. And we're trying to, as best as we can, to flip the dynamic. And that's where channelkindness.org came from, for example, is showing all of the positive that's happening, you know, on the Internet and in communities that young people are part of and experiencing every single day. So we remain encouraged, you know, despite um, a lot of the negativity that is still out there. And that's what we'll continue to, um, to advocate for are those positive spaces, those positive environments on the internet and using the internet wisely. Yeah. I mean, what do you think that young people should be equipped with tools and resources for and as they go about their lives online to sort of like protect their mental health? We do very much believe at Born This Way Foundation that young people should be equipped with the tools to to help guide them uh, in life, whether it's resources related to their mental health um, or to your point on the internet. So we work very hard on our site um, on a resource page called Get Help Now. And it's on the Born This Way dot foundation site. There's a, a host of resources there uh, for many, many issues. And, uh, you know, I would encourage your readers, whether it's parents or, or young people, your listeners to to maybe have a look. And I, I think they'll find a myriad of tools there to help guide them. Interesting, because, you know, I mean, there's been all these reports recently that some of these social media sites are like are having like a really negative impact on how people view themselves and see themselves and that, um, you know, some of them are causing a lot of um, like identity crisis and just a lot of mental health issues. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all, which is why we, we have that page and which is why we're working really hard with young people on kindness and the impact that it can have on their mental health. Um, this, you know, this year, uh, Born This Way, we're so proud, um, signed on with us as the Webby Awards as a foundational partner for the Anthem Awards, um, which is our new award recognizing leaders and companies and organizations in social impact around the world. Um, we've been really excited to get to partner with some of the people at Born This Way and um, feature some of the content, some of the work. Um, what is, uh, what kind of impact do you think recognizing you know, what, what can recognition do to further enable uh, kindness in the world? 
do you think that recognizing positive work in the world can have a really sort of like a, a virtuous cycle impact that it can promote additional, um, you know, other, other people and other move and other movements to, to take stands and, and, and act as you would say. I absolutely think that recognition and we, we believe that at born this way foundation can, it can help empower others. It's contagious. It helps amplify work. It helps, you know, we think of ourselves in some ways as a giant megaphone for young people where kindness is mm. contagious. And I think any time that, that, that positive affirmative work is recognized, um, it can go a very long way in helping others. Well, Cynthia Germanata, uh, president of the Born This Way Foundation, thank you so much for joining us on the Webby Podcast. It's been so wonderful to have you and have a chance to talk to you about all the work you're all doing. Um, congratulations on the Webby Award, and uh, it's we're really thrilled and thankful for the opportunity to partner with you as well. Thank you very much for having us and also for recognizing our, our work. It means a lot. You're helping young people. Thank you. A huge thank you to Cynthia for joining me on the Webby Podcast and for all the work the Foundation is doing. If you're listening and want more information about their initiatives, head to bornthisway.foundation. We'll also link to it in the show notes. For more information about the Webby Awards, please visit us at webbyawards.com or on most social platforms at The Webby Awards. If you like our podcast, we'd be so grateful if you took a moment to give us a rating or review. As always, you can reach me on social at DMD Likes. Our producer is Kate Mishkin. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Our editorial lead is Jordana Jarrett. Music is Poddington Bear. Claire Graves is our Webby Awards president. I'm your host, David Michelle Davies, and this is the Webby Podcast.